this episode I talk about Annabelle creation and Insidious chapter 3. So, um, and then hopefully next week, next episode of Quantum Movie. Because they had a family movies opening and so is Gemini Man. Although I hear Gem- Gemini Man is terrible. Well, I've only heard that from one person, one critic so far. So maybe it's not, but that's the only thing. So yeah, let's get started. Annabelle Comes Home is the uh, sixth film in the Conjuring universe. Um, one of, There was a movie that was going to be part of the Conjuring universe, but kind of got thrown to the side. Uh, Curse of La Riona. In this one, Ed and Ray Warren bring home the uh, creepy curse doll, Annabelle, put her behind a blessed glass, and I think they do something else. There's, I think they have a priest bless her. All to limit the impact of her strange ability. Apparently, Annabelle's a, a beacon or a conduit that she draws evil to her. Or she draws spirits to her. I think mostly evil. And apparently she can't be destroyed. Or it's not a good idea to try to destroy her. That part I wasn't clear about. So Ed and Lorraine, they have to do some stuff. They leave their daughter Judy in the hands of... They leave. They have a babysitter come over and take care of Judy. Babysitter's named Mary Ellen. She's got a friend named Daniela. Daniela's got a reasons to explore things that shouldn't be explored. Well, I guess if no one explored things that shouldn't be explored, there wouldn't be much... Uh, there'd be a lot fewer of these movies, I guess. I liked it. It's pretty good. I, I could figure out... I've never seen any of the other Conjuring movies, although I'm aware of them. I didn't... or And I haven't seen any of the, any of the other spinoffs of The Conjuring, so... But I was able to figure out what was going on pretty good. Except for the fact about why Annabelle can't be destroyed. That one I still don't quite get. Um... I thought the actresses were pretty good. They had a good rapport with each other. Uh, Katie Sarif, who plays Daniela, and Madeline Eisman, plays Mary, El- Mary Ellen. They do seem kind of like friends because in a lot of times you get these movies, you get movies or TV shows where characters are playing friends, and sometimes it doesn't come off. I thought these two. I thought they came off. Okay. I thought that they had a good rapport. McKenna Grace, I thought was good in her part. She plays Judy. Uh, she's ten, and uh, so yeah, I, th- I thought I thought the three actresses were very good. I like the setup. You know, it's it's a haunted house. You have three, you have three main characters, and you have a fourth character who's outside the house. But because because they they weren't allowed to let. It, because uh, she, the Mary Ellen didn't let Bob in. Uh, Bob, Bob's the teenage boy who has a crush on Mary Ellen, and she, he came by, but she wouldn't let him in the house because she's not supposed to. I like the fact that although it's set in the seventies, and you can tell it's set in the seventies, it doesn't feel the need to hammer it over the head, hammer you over the head with the fact it's set in the seventies. I mean probably saying this wrong but sometimes a period piece seems to be trying so hard to prove it's not in the present day 
This one does a few things to set it in the past and then just kind of goes. Uh, as I said, I do like the setup. You know, you've had three, you have three, you have three or four people dealing with things in a haunted house. I do like, I kind of liked it. And I thought the perform, as I and I thought the performances are pretty good. It's got a, uh, it's got an ending I wasn't expecting for a horror movie, but hey, whatever. And, uh, yeah. So I guess now that I've seen this one, I can eventually go back and watch those two country movies I have. And then, who knows? Maybe get Anna, maybe watch Annabelle and the Nun. And maybe, or maybe the other Annabelle movie. Maybe one of those other two Annabelle movies will explain why she can't be destroyed. Because that I didn't understand. I'm sorry I'm harping on this, but that's the that's the biggest thing. Because, see, Annabelle seems to have not... Annabelle seems kind of fairly dangerous. And, at least because of her ability to draw evil spirits to her. What I think is what her 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 situation is. So I'm just wondering, why can't she be destroyed? But overall, it's pretty good. Uh, I've heard one of the trailers for this is a little misleading. It looks like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are in more of the movie than it is. I don't, I don't know because I haven't seen. I don't remember the trailers for this, but. If you're expecting a lot of Patrick Wilson or Vera Farmiga, don't. They're in the little prologue at the end, at the beginning, and they're at the little epilogue at the end. For for most of this movie, this is a four character movie. And there was a, hey, you know, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Well, I finally watched my copy of Insidious, chapter three. Yes, I have Insidious Chapter 3 and Insidious The Last Key, but not Insidious 1 or 2. I don't know why I buy some of these movies sometimes, but... So I did. I think uh finally watched Insidious 3. Insidious 3 is about a woman, young woman named Quinn. She's still in high school. I guess she's a senior. And her mother died recently. And Quinn has been trying to contact her mother on the other side. Quinn's father is struggling, and Quinn just se Quinn seems kind of lost. So Quinn's been trying to contact her mother on the other side, and Quinn comes to Elise, a psychic. Elise explains that, hey, I don't do this anymore. But eventually, Elise does try to contact Quinn's mother, but she can't. She can't. And then she also tells Quinn that, Hey, don't do this again on your own. Because if you call out to one person, one of the dead, the rest can hear you. But apparently it's too late for that warning. Because an evil spirit has already attached itself to Quinn. And then later Elise comes to try to help Quinn. And then there are two guys who Quinn's brother recommended. Who had like a web series. 
but they're not really prepared for this. But then later, but Elise kind of enlists them to help her. So they do their, I guess they do what they can. I thought it was good. Stephanie Scott is likable as Quinn. And obviously that's important because if you don't care about the, um, if you, if you don't care about the um, person under attack by the demonic force, you're probably you're not gonna get invested in the movie. I thought Lynn Shay was good as Elise. I liked how the I liked that the fact that she started off the movie reluctant to use her gifts, but then later decided that hey, these are my gifts. This is what I can do. I can help people. It's important. And I kind of like the fact she made, you know, that little turnaround. Um, I like the relationship she had with her dead husband. I guess a, a line you can only say in a movie about this, like this. Because, uh, you know, for a dead guy, he was really supportive. <laughs> so, like, apparently not all the dead people in the Insidious universe are terrible. Some of them just, hey, some of them, some of them are good, I guess. And I just liked, I, th I thought the, I thought the monster was, I thought the monster, ghost, whatever, was kind of creepy. And his, and I just, and there's some scenes are, that are kind of creepy where he, I think where he possesses Quinn, who I kind of forgot to mention, she was injured in a car accident and she's got casts on her legs. And there's a scene where the demon's possessing her and, um. And she's and the deem and she smashes the casts. That's kind of that's if not creepy. That's just kind of unsettling or weird. I thought you know I thought it was pretty good. It's not great, uh, but you know, I did enjoy it. Now that I've finally seen it, I think I bought it two or three months ago. And uh, it's it's pretty good. It's got a couple weird el it's got a couple elements that don't quite make sense cuz I think there's a guy there's a teenage guy who looks to be her who who wants to be her love interest or seems to have a crush on her and but he disappears at one point and never comes back and uh Quinn's best friend disappears. Kind of like that character. Although we didn't spend that much time with her, but you know but she kind of disappears. And I just, you know, as I said, sometimes I like smaller scale movies. And this is, I guess, a movie on a slightly smaller scale. Because this demon right now, he's not trying to conquer the world. He's not trying to destroy America. He's trying to corrupt or capture one's soul. As I said, I did enjoy it. Um... I'm not, and uh, so, I, but now at least I've seen a Conjuring movie and I've seen an Insidious movie, so I at least have a vague idea what the difference between the two franchises is. Although there, oh. it's, I think this is good. I mean, you, I think you can pick up this one without having seen the other Insidious movies. Because enough, I think, is explored.
explained along the way. And also, Pink, I, I guess in serious movies, oh, they're in a series, they're kind of a little bit... Each movie may stand alone to an extent. It's not like it's... It's not like, you know... Um, one movie... Well, from what I can tell. It's not like one movie ends, but there are cliffhangers that have to be resolved in the next movie. No, it just looks like these movies... There may be some connections between movies, but each individual movie may stand more or less on its own. I'm guessing. But no, I enjoyed it. Well, that's the end for now, for this episode. I still have, uh, The Shining and, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. So I may watch one of those this weekend. And, uh... And at least I plan to plan to feature... If I don't watch The Shining, I do want to see some of the bonus features. Oddly, my interest in The Shining is largely as much about how much Stephen King hates it. As about the rest of the movie. About how good a movie it is. Because it's just interesting to me because I've never... S yeah, Stephen King really does hate that movie... And I guess other authors have hated adaptations of their work. But King, I think, is the only one who ever later had a like a TV movie made of his work because he hated he hated the uh he hated the movie version. I mean maybe unless I'm missing one, but I think he's the one I ever did. So Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And have a great day.